welcome to the Living in the Yum podcast. I'm your host, Emma Garrison with Balance and Bliss Coaching. We will uncover ways to break through those limiting beliefs and stand in the power of you. Each week, the Living in the Yum series brings innovative, thought-provoking, and actionable content to help you gain clarity, alignment, and connection with your soul and heart. It's time to take action. Take an authentic stand for yourself and unapologetically live more into the yum every single day. Are you ready? Here we go. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. This is so fun. I'm so excited to have you on. So Jamie is a PCOS weight loss coach, and we actually met... um, several years ago, I want to say maybe 2015 ish Yeah, when we both attended an amazing retreat, which was actually my first step into like the spiritual connection and self-development and growth and really changed the trajectory of my whole life. Um, and so it's like such a special thing to have that together. And then Jamie, I mean, just getting to watch you like soar in this business and, um, you know, I, my experience of you is just like the genuine love and authenticity. You like radiate it. And it's so much fun to get to watch. And I'm just so excited to have you here. I admire you so much and I can't wait for everyone to get to experience you from, from my world. Well, thank you. And likewise, I mean, it's so fun to be on this journey together because I feel like that retreat was also an opening for me and where I really also stepped into like what was next in my life and got into coaching. So it's been really fun to share the journey and watch you do the same thing and watch you shine as well. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, um, For those who don't know, can you talk to us a little bit about what PCOS is and how you help your clients? Yeah. So PCOS is actually really common. It stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. So it's an endocrine disorder that one in 10 women have, and the symptoms are all over the place. So they look different for everyone. That's why it's often misdiagnosed. But one of the main symptoms is insulin resistance, meaning our bodies don't process insulin properly. So it can lead to weight gain and rapid weight gain really easily. So a lot of women who struggle with their weight may have insulin resistance or find out that they have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And the way to lose weight is a little bit different than like a traditional diet because of insulin resistance. So, um, I have studied, you know, hormones and, um, holistic health, but also studied like the mindset of weight loss. And so I kind of merged the two together and I lost the weight myself, reversed all of my symptoms, started feeling so much better. And I'm like, I can't hold back. I have to help other women because, (laughs) Literally nobody knows about PCOS and one in 10 women have it. So, so many women are so like frustrated. Like, what do I do? Cause the doctors sometimes just don't know what to tell you. They're like, here's some birth control pills. <laughs> have a good day. You know, not always, but that's been my experience. So 
um, I just felt like it was my calling and that it was, you know, what I'm, I'm meant to do. It was the thing I struggled with probably the most in my life. And now I help other women who are struggling. Yeah, I love that. And I remember too, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember at retreat listening to you talk about your formal education in nutrition and I can't remember, is it hormones that yeah. are super affected? Exactly. So you have that formal education and you have the mindset work. Yes. And what's so crazy, I don't know if you remember, but at the retreat, I got coached around my weight because I was so struggling my weight with my weight for so long. And I felt like I've tried everything. I even went back to school and studied holistic health and I still didn't really understand what was like, I was like, why can't I lose this weight? I know what to do, but I don't know why I can't stick to it. And that's when I started getting into more psychology and the mindset piece and realized that was really also the missing piece of the puzzle. You kind of have to bring them both together and do like work on your life and your mindset as well as nutrition in order to really make things shift. So it's so interesting because I had had that formal education, but I was like, okay, I know what to do, but why can't I stick to it? So it wasn't until I, I kind of figured out that missing piece that I was actually able to move forward. Yes. Okay. So tell us, um, tell us about a little bit to dig more into the mindset piece, because yeah. I'm curious, I mean, you hit it nail on the head and I've heard you talk about this on your recordings and stuff before. Um, <clears throat> but it's that people know what to do. Yeah. Right. As, totally. As, <laughs> like if you're not struggling with PCOS and it's just, it's like eat well and exercise. Exactly. And there's a lot of times, I mean, I'm a perfect example of this. I love to exercise, like would go boxing all day long, orange tree, love it, could do it no problem. But then the food is where I get hung up. And I think, I, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Yes. And some people have it the other way around. And so talk to us a little bit about the mindset behind it, PCOS or not, there's something really big there about yes. getting the mind right, because that's eventually what will lead us to the quote unquote success or where you feel comfortable. Totally. So I'll share kind of a couple sides of this. So for one, um, a big struggle for so many people is over hunger mm -hmm. and over hunger is actually created by or our hormones. And it's caused because of highly processed foods. So when we are in, you know, the mode of eating processed foods and flour and sugar in particular, what happens is it throws off our hunger hormones. So it makes us feel hungrier than our actual, our body actually needs. So that's one problem is that we feel hungrier than our, you know, what our body actually needs for fuel. So it drives us to crave even more of those foods that aren't serving us. And it makes our bodies basically only burn the foods that we're eating, the processed foods for fuel. So we're not able to tap into fat burning, but there's also over desire. And that is when we're eating these flour and sugar and processed foods and we get a dopamine hit, right? So it feels really good to eat those foods in our brain and our brain becomes conditioned to have more of those foods. So we're like, oh yeah, that was good. Let's do that again. Let's do that again. And the real pathways are created in our brain that tell us, Hey, if we're, you know, not feeling well, if we're hungry or even emotionally not feeling our best to go to this type of food, it's like a conditioning. And so we have to kind of 
first eliminate, that's usually what I start with my clients is eliminating those foods so that we can kind of let go of the over hunger and over desire. So it becomes easier because it actually does become, you know, we become less hungry, but then it's like addressing the why, why we are doing it, why we want to lose weight. Because if we're doing it because we think we're going to be happier and feel amazing and all of our problems are going to go away once we're thin, (laughs) uh, not a good reason, (laughs) right? Because we know that doesn't happen. And I can tell you because I've lost 50 pounds twice and One of the ways was through like a diet pill where I didn't do any of the mindset work necessary to get there. And when I got there, I was the smallest I ever was. And I felt worse than I ever felt. I was like, wait a minute. I was supposed to be confident when I got down to this size. I was supposed to feel really good in my body. And I thought I was all of a sudden going to be an extrovert. Like what's going on? And, (laughs) And I just, I felt terrible. I felt anxious. I was worried about gaining the weight. And of course I did gain it all back plus some, cause I didn't do the mindset work necessary. Well, the second time around after really working with my relationship with my body and accepting where I was when I was overweight and I lost the weight doing mindset work along the way. And that's when like everything changed, right? So I was able to actually lose it a little bit slower, but I was able to do it in a way that I could maintain for the rest of my life and understand myself so much better and like my patterns and why I was overeating in the first place. If we don't get underneath that, well, good luck. (laughs) That's the most (laughs) important thing. So, so that's, so that's kind of a couple of different areas that I work in with. It's like working with that over hunger and over desire along with the mindset and why we're doing it. Are we doing it from a place of love or are we doing it from a place of hate or not liking our body and wanting to be, you know, it to be different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I was just um, having a conversation with somebody who I love very dearly and she'll know exactly who she is when she hears it. (laughs) We were sitting at the table and she looked at her, she had like a Fitbit on or something and um, Apple watch, I don't know, and looked at her steps and was like, oh, only 2,200 steps or whatever. Cause she had been working all day long at the desk and you know, you just, and I said, well, wait a second. What are you making that mean? Cause yeah. like, there's the, and she said, well, I'm just not living healthy enough. And I was like, yeah, but like, really what's like, really, what are you like? What is your inner critic saying to yourself? Because yeah, there's the perspective of I'm not living in a healthy trajectory. Yeah. That's there, but there's something deeper than that, that comes yeah. from, and it came down to, I'm a fat blob. Yes. And it's like, okay, but we can't drive from I'm a fat blob because that's just going to create and continue the cycle of unworthiness. hundred percent. And that, hundred percent. And like lit, witnessing that, ex, that conversation, I was like, oh, I get it because we all have that inner critic. Yep. It's totally. There. We just get to decide like, am I going to listen to that or do I get to reframe that and feel it differently? Yes. And I think there's a part of us that thinks 
that beating ourselves up will motivate us, right? We're like, well, if I call myself a fat slob in the mirror, it's going to motivate me to go to the gym or it's going to motivate me to start that diet or whatever it is, you know, (laughs) whatever it is in any given moment. But the opposite is true. The harder we are on ourselves, the more it keeps us stuck in the pattern. We cannot see what we need to see. We cannot uncover patterns and learn when we're beating ourselves up and when we're being hard on ourselves. It literally just keeps us stuck. So it's really about stepping away from that and shifting our thoughts so that we are able to actually gain awareness around what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah. So can you take us down, um, of course, confidentially, or a hypothetical example of like, somebody came to me, here was his or her situation, and here's what maybe the root belief or something was uncovered that we didn't recognize or experience. Can you take us down an example like that for maybe somebody who has PCOS, who hasn't stepped into the mindset work yet and doesn't quite know maybe what we're referring to? Yeah, for sure. So one of them is a have to, like I have to lose weight. That's a misbelief, Mm -hmm. right? And when we tell ourselves we have to do it, (laughs) it actually kind of shuts us down. It doesn't motivate us to want to do it, right? When we say, um, you know, a lot around diet culture, oh, I can't have that. I shouldn't have that, right? All that kind of talk is actually going to um, keep you in kind of diet culture, which is like an on-off, on-off, yo-yoing type of um, pattern, right? So, mm-hmm. so when we are talking to ourselves in that way of like, I have to lose weight, or I should lose weight, or um, any of those kind of things, like I should be eating better, it's not helpful. And so I always help my clients get to like, why do you actually want it? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you want to, you know, maybe let go of bread instead of I have to, or I should, because that's not going to drive you to do it. So that's one mindset thing that I see a lot is like how you are talking about what you are doing, how you are talking about your diet or protocol, um, how you are relating to exercise, right? A lot of women, um, exercise because it, feels really effective. It feels like we're burning all these calories and we think, oh my gosh, I overate. So let me go to the gym and work all of it off. But our bodies do not work that way. And that's another thing that I see is a lot of people over exercising to lose weight. But what I teach is that, especially if there's some hormone stuff going on, um, exercise is not the key to weight loss. It really is so much about the food that we're eating and getting our hormones kind of corrected and balanced out, whether you have PCOS or not. If you struggle with your weight, there may, there's probably some hormone imbalance. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, you know, it's, it's looking at how they're relating to these different things. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of like where we start. But it's like, if there's any have tos, if there's shoulds, if there's, you know, need to, and if you're putting pressure on yourself to do it, it's not going to work very well. So getting to a place where you actually like, would rather go to, you know, out to eat with friends and grab a healthy salad and nourish your body and do it to feel really good, but from a place of want and from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And recently you put up a live or a video of some sort where you were talking about, um, I just 
chose not to like fast food anymore, or I just chose not to like cheese anymore. I just chose. And that is an amazing perspective because for me personally, I think about that, about everything in my life. Like I know I have choice. Yep. And so why is it any different for what you are choosing to be interested in putting into your body and not? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Because I think on that, that live, I was sharing about how our belief system affects our ability to lose weight. And a lot of us think we're just stating the facts when it comes to things like that. Like, oh, I just don't like healthy food or like, you know, I'm just, a, I like eating, you know, bland foods or I'm one of those that, that just loves fast food and I love pizza. And I, what I mentioned to people is, you know, that's a choice. Like you're deciding to love those foods. And usually people are kind of blown away and like, ah, oh, no, Jamie. But when we work with it, it's like, yes, that is a choice. You get to decide what types of foods you like, right? Mm-hmm. So it is a decision. And that's something that I have decided because sugar does not support my body. So I have decided I don't like sugar anymore. So whenever I see something, and of course, the less you eat sugar, the less you like it. So it's been like a year for me where I've been off of sugar over that, right? So, <laughs> so even if I try and I'm like, it's just too sweet. I'm like, I don't care for that anymore. That's, that's just not what I eat anymore. I don't like the taste. And when I say that, I actually don't want the foods. <laughs> so it is crazy. Like our thoughts are what drive our, you know, they, our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions, and then actions create the results in our lives. So we really have to start with how we're thinking, what we're believing, and like really uncover all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's power in that choice to choose your thoughts because of that ripple effect of thoughts, creating feelings, feelings, creating actions and actions, creating results. Like, yes, it's very scary and very empowering. Yeah, totally. Because it it is, it, I would say whenever I found that out, I was so relieved because I was like, oh my gosh. So I just need to get on. I need to uncover my thoughts first because I was always trying to change my actions. I was like, okay, I need to go off of sugar. I need to, you know, whatever, go to the gym more, hire a trainer. It was always, was always working on the action line. But the thing is that what we do is driven by how we feel and how we think. So isn't it more important to start there so that we can just like, we can see why we are doing the things that we are doing or why we are not doing the things that we are doing. And when I did that work, it was, it changed everything. That's when I was actually able to move, you know, (laughs) shift and actually start losing weight was when I started doing thought work. Yeah. So what do you say to the people who are like, oh gosh, I can't go there. There's too much to uncover. Um, well, if that's, you know, I would say if you're not willing to uncover it, you won't be able to change, right? We kind of have to uncover it in order to change. So if you don't want to uncover it, then maybe just get comfortable where you're at, (laughs) right? Because probably not much will change. But at the same time, it's like, it's there anyways. So you being aware of it is so much better to me than not being aware of it. And a lot of times it's not so much. A lot of times it's like one belief that we have to shift that Mm -hmm. gets things moving. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there, it's like how we do one thing, it's how we do everything, right? So if we were able to look at our beliefs around one area of our life, no matter what you're working on, if you're, you know, trying to make more money, starting a career, you know, trying to lose weight, it's like if you can uncover your beliefs in one of those areas, it will shift every other area. Yes. So I think it's so worth it. It's like life-changing work. When I lost weight, it was the hardest thing for me because it was something that I struggled with the most. Mm -hmm. But changing my beliefs and uncovering what was in the way, I saw how it was playing out in every other area of my life. Mm -hmm. So being able to lose weight, I'm using the same tools. Now I use them to create my business Mm -hmm. and to make more money and to change, you know, to just have a better relationship with my husband. It's changed mm-hmm. everything for me because I see how the patterns are the exact same in every area. Yes. So it's so worth it. I'm like, just start with one thing, one goal. Don't try to do 50 things at once. <laughs> That's what I used <laughs> to do, right? It's like New Year's resolutions, like two pages of things. Oh. Now what I recommend and what I do is I set one impossible goal. And I go after it for the whole year because it will have a ripple effect in every area of your life. So just uncover your beliefs around one thing that you want to change in your life. Yeah. Start small. Like you don't have to do something, you know, do a a bunch at once. Start small. It will change everything. I love that. And one of the things um, in my NLP training that we often learned was the majority of our like surface and just below the surface limiting beliefs that we have when you go through the process of um meta we call it meta outcome and nlp but essentially like what will you have if you have that and what will you have if you have that and what will you have if you have that and kind of going up the ladder yeah most of the time it comes down to i want happiness and love and joy and i'm running from lack of self-worth i'm not enough i don't deserve it And I think that speaks to, I mean, like I would say 99% of the time, those are the meta outcomes of limiting beliefs that we have is I'm not worth it. I'm not deserving and I'm not enough. Um, at least in my experience. And I think that speaks to why when you just hone in on one specific area, just for just that one area, things change everywhere because totally. You get to dig into that one specific thing. It's not as overwhelming if you feel like I have to change my entire life. Yes. But when you dive into that one area, it does change your entire life. It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> it sure, it does. sure does. It really does. Oh yeah. Once my clients like lose, they, it's, it's not even once they lose weight. It's once they like let go of all the drama around food and let food just be food. Like they just let it be neutral and they eat to fuel their body. They're, you know, it's like, that's, that's all it is. When they let go of that, I can't tell you how much energy and creativity is sparked. I I saw it in my life and now I witness it in my clients. Once they let go of that, like I have clients who are going back to grad school um, for a new career that they had no idea they would have, you know, they just it's like they shifted so much through their weight loss journey that it opened up their eyes to a whole new world. So I have clients who are just, they're doing amazing things now, changing, you know, 
buying homes, changing um, jobs, starting businesses. And I see it time and time again. I'm like, oh my gosh, this opens up the doors to so much. It's amazing. And that's why I love it because I think our body is one part of how we experience our lives, right? It's like through our mind and through our body. So if we can get in good relationship with our body and really nourish it, we can experience life on a whole new level. Mm. I saw that. And I didn't even know that was, I just thought I was going to be thinner and look better. <laughs> like that's what I was looking for. Right. I was like, Oh, I want to be more athletic, but it opened up my eyes to so much. And that's why I was like, I have to become a weight loss coach because it, it's like, it opens the door. And I think no matter what area you tackle, it's similar, right? Yeah. So if there's an area that you want to shift in your life, like go after it because it will change everything. Mm. Yes. I love that. And, and I think, I mean, I know we've both experienced that in different ways and you articulated it so beautifully because I feel like I want to tell everybody around me. I'm like, come on, this is the best thing ever. Like you get to open your mind up and really like right? in and your whole life yes. will change. I promise. And yes. like, I don't, I have such a difficult time explaining to people it's so amazing. And I want all the people that I love to come experience it too. And they're just yes. like, okay, lady, like you go to your crystal <laughs> class and rake your whatever. And I'm like, okay, not, you know, and it's totally, just, <laughs> but you did such a phenomenal job kind of walking us through the steps and the way in which it can really transform and shift and then kind of sprinkle out into the rest of your life. Yes. Yes. I'm so curious. What do you think it was that shifted things for you? For me, it was getting a one-on-one -on -one coach. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Which I resisted for a long time. Yeah. That, I don't need that. Um, you know, my, my dad's a life coach also. Okay. So I said, oh, I've got him. He's got lots of wisdom, which is really ironic because he will tell me one thing. My coach will tell it to me three weeks later. And then I go back to him and say, oh my gosh, guess what my coach said? And he said, I, we, I mean like. Totally. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think. I think the one-on-one -on -one work is so important. Like yep. the retreats, the podcasts, the lives, the online interactions are amazing and it builds phenomenal community. Yes. And there's places to hide there. Totally. And we sometimes can't see our own brains. Like we can't see where we are stuck and a coach can see it very clearly. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right. So it's so like my experience too, I have a one-on-one -on -one coach as well. And it shift, I began to shift things so much faster, right? Mm -hmm. You can do it on your own through, you know, personal development books. And like you said, there's access to it everywhere. There's a million podcasts that are amazing, just like this one. And you know, all of that is so inspiring and can be so helpful, but yeah, one-on-one -on -one coach. Oh my gosh. It's like, it just moves it. Yeah. If you, you know, if you put in the work along with it. Yeah. And I think you've got to be ready to face off with it. Yep. Like, are you willing, are you willing to dig deep? And I think at that retreat that we went to, I was not willing to dig deep. Really? I was digging deep. Yes. But now I look back and have since gone and resourced for that same retreat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so different than what I allowed it to be for myself. And I, I think I am sort of the story of 
kind of rolled my eyes and felt like, oh, I don't really need this, but I want to connect really bad, but I don't know how, but like, I'm not going to step too close. And then, you know, over the years it took some time and now I'm in a space where it's like, let's do it. Like, I want to see what's there. Let's uncover. And the one-on-one coaching, I think to your point, you get, you get a mirror held up for you. Oh yeah, you do. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And I think, I think that's maybe the best part of having a coach because you're literally paying someone to say, this is where we're going wrong. Let's rewire that. So a hundred percent amazingness, not always easy to hear, but it's, yeah, it's the best. And I think it's, I mean, I, I say now I will never live without a coach because it's like working on your brain. Your brain is again, just like your body. It's like, it's how you experience your life. So like, I think my brain is my, it's like, if I can invest in my brain, that's number one for me, Yeah, you know, because it shifts, you can shift anything in your brain. So I know it's so important. So we've touched on this just a little bit and I've heard bits and pieces, but just to connect the dots. So we've, we've spoken a little bit about living in the yum and what that means. And for me, it's having that really deep centeredness and connectedness. And, um, I don't want to use the word Zen cause it's so trendy, but where you just feel confident in the knowing of this is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm here to learn and grow. And there's nothing in this world that could sort of shake my foundation. So for me, I have yep. that for, you know, after that retreat, for example, I had it for a couple weeks after that after a really great meditation, I'll have it, this yummy feeling for a little yes. bit. After that. And then someone cuts me off on the highway or yep. I get honked at. Honking is a big trigger for me. I don't know why we'll figure that out one day. <laughs> um, and you get pulled out of it because life comes your way. Yep. And my, my goal with this is like, let's explore all the ways that we can create more time in that yummy space. So the work that you do with PCOS and weight loss and the mind work combined with the nutrition and um, the holistic healing, how does that help us live more into the yummy space? Oh my gosh. Well, for me, <laughs> it, so here's what's so interesting. I used to try to find the yum from things outside of myself, right? And mm-hmm. this was my problem and why I was... I really struggled with my weight and with many other things in my life, (laughs) which I uncovered after I lost the weight. And it was like, I was buffering with things um, like food, trying to buy things to feel better or go shopping or always need a new outfit to feel good, right? Or makeup or whatever it was. I was always looking for that yummy feeling for more of a quick a quick dopamine hit. And now it's so interesting because I do things on a daily basis that don't always feel yummy, (laughs) like meditating, right? It does feel good. I do at least like I wake up and I do my 10 minutes a day. I do my thought work every day. I don't always want to do it. It doesn't always feel yummy to sit down and do it. And then I do my daily movement. That's kind of my morning routine. And that sets me up to feel yummy for life. So now I feel like I've shifted into being a little bit more of a, in a kind of what felt like a roller coaster where I was either like high highs or low lows. Mm -hmm. And now it's more of a steady stream of yum where it's like, right. And, and I also get that from, you know, nourishing my body and eating the foods that are right for my body because 
what I didn't notice is I didn't have any energy and I was always fatigued and not feeling great and getting headaches and going into like depressive moods and shifting like how I eat while it doesn't always, you know, feel so yummy and amazing to eat a salad for lunch with some protein. It's like over time, it creates more of a yummy life, right? So it's like a steady stream of it. So now I try to cultivate like things in my life that even if they don't feel good in the moment, it's like creating a long-term, happier, healthier life so that I just feel better overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were two things in there that I want to pull out that I was just yeah. like, yes. Um, the first thing is a little bit off topic, but I want to highlight it because I think it's important. And that is that doing, I think, I think from an outside perspective, this work can kind of seem like a wooey la la land, like kind of living on a cloud. Right. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I used to think that way when I wasn't wrapped up in it too. Just like, okay, these night, like get your oil, you know, and, and <laughs> what I want to say that you hit on the head was it's not always, it's not always wooey and fun and living on a cloud. Like sometimes you have to work to sit down and do a meditation. And sometimes you have to work to say, I'm going to have the chicken salad instead of, I don't know, a slice of pizza or whatever. It's not, it's a conscious decision, um, to create that young continuous. It's not just like floating in thin air and, and letting it come our way. It takes effort. Totally. It's a willingness to experience discomfort sometimes, which I had a big problem with in the past. I was not willing to feel any kind of discomfort, right? And so I actually was attracted to spirituality and like, you know, um, personal development because I thought it was quote unquote easier. (laughs) It was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I could just think it and I can create a vision board and I'll get there. But what I wasn't taking into account is that I have to take action as well. And, you know, sometimes it means feeling a little bit of discomfort sometimes or a lot of discomfort sometimes and putting in the work along with having the vision or the dream or whatever it is. And so I do think totally like it's, it's a, a willingness to feel discomfort can really, what my coach Brooke Castillo says is discomfort is the currency to your dreams. The mm. more you are willing to feel rejected, uncomfortable, willing to feel an urge, right? It's like the more you will be willing to do anything because the reason we do or don't do anything is because of a, you know, a feeling, which we can handle any feelings. So we might as well get good at feeling all of them, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Well, and that's like the human experience. Yes. Having the contrast. Totally. On like a super simple level, you know? Um, the other thing too, and this, this sort of relates a little bit. You had mentioned, you know, choosing the chicken salad, even if that doesn't feel yum right now. Yes. Um, and I'm assuming you need like salad with chicken on it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or whatever the healthier choice for your body is. Right. (laughs) Um, I think, I think that it's a really interesting pattern because I think about it for myself and for some, for whatever reason, this has been coming up a lot for me lately. Um, which is one of the reasons that I reached out to you because I was like, Oh, this is perfect. Like if I need it, somebody else needs it and we got to just bring it up. Um, but it's like, I consciously know that 
the piece of pizza instead of the chicken salad, it's going to make me feel not great later. Yeah. It's like, I hear my body. I -hmm. witness that experience. And yet we still choose to go back to that later. You know, the next time you have that decision, you might still choose the pizza. And it's like the point that you made about consistency and the long lasting effects. And then I go back to thinking about thought patterns and it's like, what are you teaching yourself every time you choose to say, I'm okay for my body to feel crappy because I want this one second of instant gratification. Yes. Yes. And it's like, what does that, what are you telling yourself your worth is right now? Yeah. If you're willing to do that. Totally. It's that. And it's like, I think also the ability to process an urge, right? Mm-hmm. Learning, training our brains, because we've trained our brains how to have an urge and give into it. So mm-hmm. it almost becomes unconscious, right? Where it's like, oh, I have an urge for pizza. I'm just going to eat it. Oh, just this time. Like we tell this same story over and over. We can get stuck into the same pattern. So we have to create a new pattern and it's learning how to process urges without giving into them. Mm. Like we're going to feel urges and learning to relate to them differently is everything. Cause when we hate them and we try to push them away and use willpower and white knuckle, it only lasts so long. So like you said, I could eat the chicken salad for lunch today, but then tomorrow the pizza is going to be there. <laughs> Learning how to do it in a way where it's something you can actually do long-term, which is opening up to and processing the urge because the urge is just a feeling. It's just desire. Yeah. Like, we know how to handle that. <laughs> we yeah. can feel that and it's feeling it and opening up to it without eating the pizza. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big part of it. And the more we do that, the more we train our brain, like, Hey, I don't give in to urges. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think that's one of the most, or one of my most favorite things about this space is remembering like we ultimately have the choice and the control to mm-hmm. wire our beliefs and our thought patterns. Like yes. that is within us to do that. And we are the only people who can do that. There's yes. nobody else who can tell you it's time to rewire that thought pattern. Like you can yep. have a coach all you want, but until you decide I'm willing to do this, will you start to see changes? Yes. What I always recommend to anyone, which I I only work with women, but, um, who, you know, keep running into the same pattern over and over and over. And they're like, why can't I break this? It's to just look back at the last time you did it and go into, um, I, I coach some using something called the model. It's like circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. It comes from the life coach school where I got certified. And so I always recommend going back to that last instance and asking, what was I thinking? What was I feeling that drove me to take that action? Because if we can uncover the thought feeling, it's always going to be the same for the most part. (laughs) So we can catch it next time before it just happens. Yes. Yeah. Use that as an alarm system. Totally. Once you become aware of it, you're going to hear it in your brain next time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. Um, okay. So just to wrap us up for 
anyone who is listening who may have PCOS or is interested in weight loss, what would be your top maybe two or three um, recommendations or suggestions for them to get started? Yeah. So I would, if it's something you've struggled with, I would really start, my recommendation is start working with a coach right under because you really have to gain awareness into your brain I think so much of us think it's like oh I got to start working out at the gym or I got to start eating healthy but I would start to uncover why you're not what's getting in the way of it first because when you uncover that it's going to be a lot easier to shift all of it and to start taking actions from a more inspired place than like I said a have to place so um I, my first recommendation would be potentially working with a coach or, or somebody who does thought work or a therapist or something like that. Or even if it's not something that you want to, you know, get into to start doing more writing and get the thoughts in your brain out and onto paper and you can start uncovering your patterns. So I really recommend starting with the mindset piece because I think that's, it changes everything. So that's what I would start with. And then I also have a free course that um, I share some of my top tips for um, getting started losing weight. So it's, you know, going off of flour and sugar, learning how to keep commitments to yourself. That's huge. And how to actually set yourself up for success using your brain by doing a 24 hour plan, like planning ahead of time. That's a huge piece of it. So, um, that's also totally free and available. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So, um, kind of tailing off of that, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah. So I am at the PCOScoach.com. Um, And the free course is the PCOScoach.com forward slash free course. If you want to learn like my top tips for getting started, you can learn all of that there. And I go into detail on the brain and the mindset piece and also the hormone piece. Um, And then I'm also everywhere all over social at the PCOS coach. Amazing. Yeah. I will link all of that stuff with this podcast so you guys can just click it and go straight to see Jamie, the PCOS coach. And I just so appreciate you coming on. It's been so much fun and I'm so grateful you're here. Well, thank you so much. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Yes.